You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're discussing the question, what makes Christianity so compelling? So there are so many other religious worldviews out there, philosophical worldviews. What is it about Christianity that makes it uniquely compelling as we seek to live our lives uh, through that worldview? Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me the rest of our team, uh, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is, what makes Christianity more compelling than any other worldview? So obviously it goes without saying, we work at a Protestant evangelical Christian church, so everybody in the room is a Christian. But also, uh, I, I personally at least feel that the Christian worldview is more compelling and has uh, mo- more coherence than any other religious worldview that that I've heard. But the question is, why? What makes Christianity so compelling that it's grown over decades and centuries, you know, from Israel to here? And yeah, what makes Christianity so compelling? That's our starting point. Yeah, I mean, uh, a good place to start this conversation is to explain like a basic concept of what makes it similar, because I think the similarity between Christianity and other worldviews is what maybe gives, maybe most amplifies the differences. And Do we so, want to define worldview? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so the concept of a worldview, I mean, it literally means how you view the world. It's like wearing a pair of glasses. If you wore a pair of glasses that had red lenses, the world would look red. So all of us have a philosophical framework through which we interpret data that we take in every day. If you study the, the kind of anthropology and sociology around worldviews, uh, and this is why we always talk about square, triangle, triangle, square, because the basic four components of a worldview are uh, how, how should the world be, how is it broken, uh, what are we hoping in to fix it, and then what will happen once it's fixed. And every worldview from uh, Marxism to scientific materialism to Buddhism to Judaism, they all kind of have that same rhythm. Here's how the world should be. Here's why it's broken. Here's how we're going to fix it. Here's what it'll look like once it's fixed. Christianity is no different. It exists right. in that same framework. It's how it answers each of those questions that it, it makes it different. And I think we would argue, of course, better than other worldviews. I think one of the... Uh words that you used was coherence. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, well, I, there are, <clears throat> like Zach's four questions are correct. I mean, that's the way you uh, form a worldview. The other questions that I've heard that help form a worldview is, uh, where did I come from? Where am yeah. I going? Why am I here? How shall I live? Um, and that's where coherence, two things, livability and coherence, like is a, is a worldview livable, for instance, uh, scientific materialism would say, where do we come from? We came from a random act, yeah. accident. The the mechanism that drives the world is survival of the fittest. Uh, but then they'll say the purpose for human beings, a lot of them would say, you know, to make the world a better place. Well, that's not... That's not... Yeah, that's it, that doesn't right, match. Right. That, yeah, that's not... And it's also not... The survival of the fittest is not livable for us as human beings. Might be for lions, yeah, <laughs> but not yeah. for us because we would say certain things are appalling, certain things are wrong. So, whenever I'm looking at uh, Christianity as a worldview, I think it's most compelling because it's it's coherent, uh, 
and very livable, and it creates a world, when it's lived properly, creates a world more, to Zach's point, the way a world ought to be, the way we want the world to be. Yeah, another significant difference between Christianity and other worldviews is the concept of grace, right. and yeah, pri- gonna... primarily the concept that everything that needs to be done for the world to be uh, fixed and for us to be complete, whole, healed, fixed, whatever word you want to use, God does. So Christianity is a worldview that says our, our any action on our part is a response to the movement of God, whereas... Most worldviews put the emphasis on, hey, if you want the world to be fixed, you must do it. And I understand the appeal of the empowerment, but that's also a crushing burden. So when Jesus says, come to come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, part of what he's saying is, I will do the heavy lifting. I, I will put you back together. I will pay for your, your Wait, sins. I will bring you new life, et cetera, et cetera. Which is the only thing that actually makes it livable as well. Right. To your point is because we ultimately could never do enough to undo our own wrongs, our own failures, our own, and grace is the only thing that can do that. And I would argue that grace is the antidote for the Christian or for the human condition. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was reading... Uh, a young woman who was deconstructing her faith, right? And, and uh, what's interesting is that uh, she was taking a lot of shots at Christianity. She was uh, becoming more arrogant mm. as yeah. the as her argument went on or what she would post. And I just thought, huh, whatever it is that she is buying into now is not curing no, yeah. her human condition, right? Because our human condition is to, you know, the the worst things about human beings are caused by pride. And one of the things that I, I would argue is that grace, and, and as Christians, we are not sometimes the best advertisements no, for grace. No. Theoretically, it's supposed to drive our lives, make it so that we don't feel like we are any better than anyone else. All we have is uh, a gift from God uh, multiple times over. Um, and that, I think, makes the very best human beings who, who live by grace. Yeah, one of the other things I think that makes the Christian uh, worldview compelling is uh, what it envisions at the end. So, you know, the final question of a worldview is, hey, if we, if we lean into the hope that's being offered, what, what will we get back? What, what, where, what kind of world will we inherit? And I think the Bible has this beautiful picture of the world being made new, of, of going back to Genesis when God gives the earth to people and says, hey, uh, create, shape, build, mold. I mean, it, that resonates, I think, with the deepest part of us mm-hmm. versus some worldviews that will, you know, posit nothingness or seek, simply seeking, uh, ceasing to exist or even kind of esoteric heavens, paradises yeah. that are that sound like a great vacation you can't escape. <laughs> you know? uh, and Christianity says, no, 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 it's a, it's a lifetime and eternity of, of meaning and purpose and value collaboratively under the kingship of Jesus. I mean, I think it has the, the most compelling future to offer that resonates. Yes, I want to live in a world where there's no crying and there's no death and there's, but I also want to live in a world where each day has meaning and value and purpose. And it's really only Christianity that's offering me uh, that uh, complete picture. One of the differences in worldviews, uh, it struck me when I was in India, I spent some time in India, maybe a dozen trips there. 
And um, one of the things you know in, in Hinduism, and you know, India is a place where 800 million Hindus live, um, or more. But uh, their idea is, in, is reincarnation mm. based on karma. Mm-hmm. And the interesting uh, kind of uh, side effect of that is they have very few charities. And you're going, wait. Wouldn't they have? I feel like yeah. Why? No. Uh, what's interesting is that, okay, if somebody is suffering, they are burning off karma. Right? Mm. So as a rich person <clears> – <throat> One of the, I mean, and you know that every wealthy person, and that's true of all of us, all, mm-hmm. we're always trying to rationalize why we have what we have and how to keep what we have and how to pay less taxes and all, whatever. Uh, a wealthy person in India will look at a person who's suffering and saying, if I help them, they will, it could actually hurt them because they will actually suffer less. So they'll burn off less karma. Huh. So it'll take them longer to reincarnate as something better. So really, but if I don't I help just them, walk aren't I building up bad karma? To a degree, you'll find you find other ways to build up your karma, right? You've you've already achieved great karma because you all because you do you is are. break even because you have you already have a have a wealthy good life. It. Yeah. So what's interesting is that virtually all the the charities in India are Christian. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. But there are more millionaires in India than there are in the United States. There's a lot of wealth. But they don't in help India. other people because of the whole it, karma. It doesn't cycle. work. Right? Huh. It, it doesn't. Their worldview would allow for them to to have suffering continue and not feel bad about it. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, I was doing some reading on, and I think uh, the the one of the best ways I heard this described this difference between Christianity and and the vast majority of other religious worldviews is uh, N shaped versus U shaped. And here's here's what I mean by that N shaped would be the human being's relationship with the higher power, whatever it may be, is basically, you know, you send your prayers, good works, whatever, up, and then you hope that you've done enough that blessing or favor comes down. And I feel like that's, you know, the karmic cycle, yeah. uh, the five pillars of Islam, right. the, you know, all, all of these different worldviews are kind of centered on this idea that if you bring what you can bring to the table and it's enough— then God or gods or wh- whoever is you know adjudicating this is gonna give you back good things, whereas Christianity's primary claim is that it actually works in reverse. That God uh, gives His love, His favor, His blessing to us in in the form of Jesus first, and then in response we give lo- our life back to yeah. to Him in obedience. Which for me is part of what makes Christianity so compelling because I feel like if I were uh, if I were in a situation where I had a karmic cycle, I feel like I would be always looking around for the scoreboard. Oh I, yeah, I, I just I don't. I, that would be so difficult. It's like, and then that, I guess that's why you, that's why as a wealthy person in the scenario you're describing, you probably can rationalize it because that's the scoreboard. You're right. you're saying, right. well, I must have done something right. I must be winning because I'm not suffering. That person must be losing because they are suffering. Which goes back so, to the beauty of grace and right. all of that, right? I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I think uh, when I read some of the people who are deconstructing their faith, uh, a lot of times they're deconstructing an N kind of Christianity uh-huh. mm-hmm. where they feel like there were rules and, and everything and they tried to keep the rules and it didn't work out for them. Therefore, they're th- – and I want to go, wait, wait, that's not that's not the 
the Christian, the Orthodox Christian faith, you misunderstood. You were believing in something. And the irony, going back to the coherence, is I, I'm, I'm with you. I see a lot of people who are de- deconstructing and they put their thoughts on on the internet and that, that sort of thing. And the uh, cr- the principles that they use to critique Christianity would not themselves exist we're without Christianity. Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they are <laughs> fundamentally right. Christian principles rooted in the things that we're talking about in in the Bible and grace in, in Jesus. And so... It's like the argument is is self-defeating because you're making an argument against Christianity using principles that are only true if Christianity right. is true. Yeah, the last person that I was reading had said that uh, the, the beauty and redemption of the resurrection didn't need a bodily resurrection. You can still live by that. And I was going, no, you can't. I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense to say something that's not true and that— Jesus resurrected, say it didn't really happen, but somehow it has allowed for redemption and beauty and all of that. I'm going, no, no, you stay consistent, throw it all out, right? Yeah. So, Something that I also think is just counter to what the world tells us and something that is probably a compelling part of Christianity uh, is in, I just think of the Beatitudes, because everything about the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount is counter to what this world tells us, the blessed or the poor in spirit, blessed to, and I mean, are the meek, and this world tells us to be opposite of all of those things. And I don't know, I just go to the beauty of the gospel and the fact that it is all of those things that are counter to what, how this world tells us we ought to be is actually what Jesus tells us and the Bible teaches us are what God is about. And yeah, I what, think that yeah. points to maybe, I mean, the most compelling thing about Christianity is Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I think that's probably what would, I mean, Joe, I think it was in your Easter sermon or maybe mm-hmm. the week before you said that Christianity is the only religion that is not based on teaching, but based on a person. And I think uh, that's one of the things that makes Christianity so compelling is that it is based in, you know, it's not based on a a list of teachings that you need to embody as best you can, but rather on, you know, sort of a personal appearance of God in human form, uh, walking, talking, you know, here, and then dying, raising from the dead. And that, that in and of itself means that, as you said on Easter, this is historically verifiable or not, you know, either Jesus lived or he didn't, he raised or he didn't. It's not about whether the teaching is uh, really interesting. It's it's more like if Jesus did those things and he said these things, then... Yeah, and Jesus living out that teaching, you know, in that particular message, that was on Easter when um, one of the points was how Jesus reacted to the disciples after they'd failed him in every way. He resurrects, ends up telling, giving them a message, and including Peter. And my point was, you, you know, Jesus says basically, you cannot fail me enough to make me give up on you. Uh, if that's not compelling, I, I don't. I mean, that is the most compelling Absolutely. thing for me. Yeah, I almost who feel like fails all the time. The you know the N-shaped religious structure reminds, like, makes me think of God as like a. Uh, dad who's too busy for his kids who just wants them to leave him alone. So right. it's like, hey, if, as long as you don't cause any trouble and you do the things that I say, then you can live in my house. Whereas, you know, that yeah, that image of, of God um, continuing to pursue Pursuing us, us even when yeah. we've said, hey, I'm, I'm good without you or the disciples having failed Jesus in possibly in every possible way right. up right. to that moment and him coming back and 
Yeah, I think that's extremely compelling. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.